0: hi this is elliot fishman and welcome to the august 2020 ctss quiz we've collected 10 terrific cases for you we hope you enjoy them and let's get started in this first case i ask what is the most likely diagnosis if you look at the images you see what looks like at first a cystic lesion, but then you realize that's the entire pancreas, and you look at it on the axials and then coronal views, you realize what you're dealing with is a long tubular cystic lesion, which again, you might be thinking about different cystic tumors, then you recognize you're really looking at the patient's main pancreatic duct. The whole duct is markedly dilated. So when you think about it that way, and you look at the answers, it's not a pancreatic adenocarcinoma, but it could become one. I don't see a solid mass at this point. It's not a serous adenoma or a pseudocyst. Those could be cystic lesions, but this is a main duct IPMN. It's a little bit unusual in terms of appearance. Usually, we see more pancreatic tissue around the duct. Often, the ducts will be large throughout the gland, but not necessarily, and this is just a really good representation of an, a bit of a typical case. If you look a little bit closer at the uh, area of the, the uh, pancreatic duct here near the head of the pancreas, there was actually a early foci and this patient had a high-grade dysplasia in a main duct IPMN. Remember, everyone considers main duct IPMNs to be pre or malignant etiologies and those patients will get either a Whipple's procedure or a total pancreatectomy depending on the scenario. In this case i asked what's the most likely diagnosis and there are four really good choices if you look at the case now what you see is a dilated pancreatic duct and a transition in the junction of body and neck of pancreas if you look very carefully at these two coronal views you see there's a soft tissue density which abruptly cuts off the patient's pancreatic duct Remember what we say is if you see a dilated pancreatic duct, it's pancreatic cancer till proven otherwise when there's an abrupt cutoff of that duct. Yes, we could see an enhancing lesion like a neuroendocrine tumor, which causes a desmoplastic reaction obstructing the duct, but then you would see an enhancing lesion. So when I think about what this could be, it's not a main duct IPMN, it's not a serous adenoma, and it's not a pseudocyst. It's a classic pancreatic adenocarcinoma with a main duct cutoff. Just a very nice example of that uh, etiology. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, and I've given you four choices. When you look at the images, you see what it looks like an enhancing lesion in part with some draping of vessels in the head of the pancreas. There's no dilated pancreatic duct, though I admit it's hard to see the pancreas in detail. There's no intrapatic ducts the lesion is enhancing and it pushes on the duodenum. So when you think about it, the first thing to ask yourself is, where is the lesion starting? So I'm saying it's pancreas and it's not duodenum and it's not in the pancreatic duodenal groove. And then you say, what are the possibilities? Well, one possibility, of course, is that this could be a neuroendocrine tumor, spend tumor, not so vascular, serous adenoma, well, remember we've said that cirrhosis adenomas can look like neuroendocrine tumors, but the vessels are stretched and the enhancement is not as great. And if you look really hard and often on the venous phase imaging, the cystic pace is a better scene. So this was not a neuroendocrine tumor and this was not an adenocarcinoma. This was a cyst adenoma. Again, cyst adenomas, Linda Chu wrote a paper a couple of years ago can be very vascular. They splay the vessels. It can be somewhat tricky separating from a neuroendocrine, but the most likely diagnosis is B, a serous adenoma. The best diagnosis in this case is, well, you see a liver mass, it's vascular in the six or seven centimeter range. The liver is not cirrhotic. And when you look and you go from arterial to venous, the lesion is barely visible. When you look at the arterial phase, in addition to the homogeneous enhancement, it enhances like the IVC in terms of brightness, not the aorta, there's also a central scar. And yes, I know central scars can be seen with hemangiomas or even hepatomas, but the classic lesion, vascular as bright as the IVC, central scar, quickly becomes isodense, is very classic for focal nodular hyperplasia. Hepatomas, hepatic adenomas, and hemangiomas all in their own right can become isodense, but hemangiomas have peripheral puddling. Hepatic adenomas don't have that central scar, nor do they have that homogeneous enhancement. And hepatomas tend to be more irregular in terms of enhancement and in terms of shape. The best diagnosis in this case is focal nodular hyperplasia. What's the most likely diagnosis in this case? Well, I see a mass, and the first thing is trying to figure out, is this mass coming from the stomach or from the spleen? On the axials, I would be hard-pressed to be certain. On the coronal views, I think there's calcification the lesion, and I think it's simply probably going to be pushing on the patient's spleen. So then you think about what could it be. Well, if it was, pancre- if it was splenic and primary, you could think of splenic lymphoma. But really, when you look at it, it really is gastric. Now, the thing about it, it's exophytic. And lymphomas can be at times exophytic, but they're more bulky. Adenocarcinoma is typically more infiltrative and not exophytic. This is a classic appearance of a gist tumor. Now, it's not the most classic gist tumor I've seen, and it is somewhat difficult. And at times, when gist tumors push against the spleen or go toward the adrenal bed or pancreas, It can be somewhat confusing, but the homogeneous enhancement, the calcification, all push me to the right answer, which is a GIST tumor. Now, in this case, what's the best diagnosis in this 50-ish year old female? Well, what do you see? You see a cystic lesion in the body tail of pancreas, but the lesion has septations within it and almost a soft tissue component. Yes, you could think about a serous adenoma, and at times, spend tumors can be cystic, though the age is bad. IPMNs can have septations, but then you would have to worry this is an IPMN with malignancy. Also, it's large for an IPMN. The hint that the patients in their 50s pushed me to the lesion of an MCN, mucinic cystic neoplasm. These lesions can have septations, they have ovarian stroma within them, And you can see the soft tissue densities within the mass. And this was an MCN. MCNs are at a minimum pre-malignant, so they will be resected. So just a very, very nice example. In this case, the patient's 20-ish and we see a pancreatic mass. What pancreatic masses occur in 20-year-olds? It's not gonna be the typical adenocarcinoma or even IPMNs unless the patient has uh, maybe von Hippel-Lindau to the cystic neoplasms of patients in their 40s and 50s and more commonly in the body. Cirrus cystadenomas is something we always consider. I've showed you some examples recently of very atypical serous cystadenomas, though this is not as cystic as a typical cirrus or even an atypical cirrus cystadenoma. So that brings me back to the 20-year-old and the best diagnosis is a spindle tumor, solid papillary epithelial neoplasm. Usually in the teens, can be cystic or solid or a combination of both. Very sharply marginated here, which is a very classic finding with spend tumors. Now, what's the most likely diagnosis in this case? What I'm showing you are bilateral adrenals that are calcified. Okay, very straightforward. The adrenals are calcified and they're small. What can cause this? Well, prior hemorrhage can cause that, uh, but bilateral prior hemorrhage patient would be addisonian okay this patient wasn't neuroblastoma you would see masses neuroblastomas commonly have calcifications but not the small they're large masses with calcification and myelolipoma you'll see the fat and punctate calcifications and they're not bilateral this is good for tb or histoplasmosis so histo is the best diagnosis small atrophic adrenal glands Patients with histo or TB can become Addisonian. So that's an important diagnosis to make. What's the most likely diagnosis in this case? It's interesting, you see a mass in the pelvis on the left side that seems to be enhancing. And indeed it was, I guess in theory without delayed images or pre-images, you could say maybe this calcification, but I'll tell you this was all enhancement. And then you say, where is it? Is it in the pelvis? Is it a pelvic mass? Well, you notice it's coming from the small bowel, or it's at least adjacent to the small bowel. One of the things about small bowel tumors, particularly just tumors, they grow exophytically, and sometimes you really don't recognize where they come from. Lymphomas are solid masses, can be multiple various appearances in the small bowel, but they do not enhance. Adenocarcinoma, infiltrative, can be bulky, but again, does not enhance and this is not an opacified small bowel. So this was the best diagnosis, is a just tumor? If I would have said carcinoid in the possibilities, that wouldn't be bad as well, though I think when I see something coming off the bowel and being exophytic, I think just intraluminal, Then I'm more compulsive for saying carcinoid tumor. Now this is an interesting case, this patient had a history of GI bleed. And when you look at it, particularly well seen on the MIP, is those prominent vessels in the patient's cecum, really prominent vessels. There's also some prominent vessels, though less well-visualized in the patient's descending colon at the level of the crest. And you can see the prominent vessels as you look at the patient's MIP imaging. So the best diagnosis, this is not a cecal cancer, though cancers can have increased vascularity. It's not lymphoma, and it's not the appearance of Crohn's. Crohn's, you get a comb sign. And you see thickened bowel. This is angiodysplasia. Very nice example. Angiodysplasia with AVMs in the patient's cecum. This is not an uncommon cause of bleeding, can be seen in large bowel or small bowel. So, with that, I've shown you 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed the cases. I hope you got them right. But more importantly, I hope you learned something from the cases. So, with that, I thank you for your attention and I'll see you next time. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.